Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast, here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, December 20, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing we have on the docket is, my voice might sound a little off, doesn't affect the numbers, let's go forward. The first thing we have to do is talk about what's jumping off the page on the daily chart. So on the weekend video, I believe we talked about the 100 period moving average and said that's not really a great support level. It's bound to hold for a while, but it's ultimately not going to hold the market. They came close, they bounced away, that's not really a support any longer. So they got there today, they bounced off of it or in the neighborhood today, which brings me to the next set of things. Are we going to get an end of the year rally? Are we going to get a rally from here? Are we going to get a further decline? Let's talk about both sides of the tape, and then we'll give specific numbers and circumstances for when those numbers may be achieved. First, the market got hit Sunday night when the futures opened. Now, they're going to pin on one of two things the reason why. And it's a manufactured reason. It's not really the reason. The reason is, is because the market topped out, and it's going to go down. Now, when it goes down... The media looks for reasons slash excuses of why it's happening. So the two on the board today were COVID or Omicron or whatever you want to call it. And then the second, by the way, I'm going to dispel that in a moment. The second one was the Build Back Better plan and how Senator Manchin is not going to vote for it, all that stuff. But here's the thing. That plan, that bill, would have further increased inflation, cratered the thing. It's not really something we need. I know that the Democrats want to tell you that it's going to bring down inflation by spending all that money, but that's just another hoax. It's not reality. The market's not going down because of the Build Back Better plan or lack of the Build Back Better plan. It's going down because the market topped out. That Build Back Better thing was a joke. They got fake numbers. They got all kinds of stuff. You don't even want to know the details. Let's get over to the other thing. Let's get over to the COVID Omicron deal and whether or not that's the reason why the market's going down. Now, I heard late in the day, looking for material on days like today, so they said on Tau TV, quote-unquote, oil is getting hit because of the Omicron variant. Now, we're taking a little detour here, and we'll get back to the S&P 500 in a moment, but let me bring up something else. So at the end of the day, oil was down about $1.68 today. It's down at around $69. Fair enough. Doesn't mean much. Let's go further. So here's what I want to point out. If, in fact, oil was down because of the Omicron variant, then it would make sense that the airlines would be down, the cruise lines would be down, hotels would be down. All that stuff would be down because it's really in the same bucket. If people aren't going to be using oil, they're not going to be traveling, they're not going on the airlines, they're not going on the cruise ships. Well, let's find out if that's true. Carnival Cruise Line up over 3% today. Relative strength. When you see a stock that's up on a big down day, that's relative strength, and you pay attention to that. Was Carnival an outlier? How about Norwegian? Up 2% today. American Airlines? Up 2% today. Relative strength. Delta was down, it was down 19 cents. That's flat. It's a rounding error. It did not get hit with the market. UAL, United Airlines, up almost 1% or three quarters of 1%. Again, relative strength. 
So let's go back to the Omicron. Is that the reason the market was down? Is that the reason oil was down? Absolutely not. It's a freaking joke. Now, let's get back to the S&P 500. We're going to take a look at those lines, 453.45, 452. What do those represent? It represents trades that happened inside the numbers today. The first one was for at least 10. Some traders got up to 15 points. That's S&P handles, ES points, however you want to look at it on that trade. The second one, even better. Depending on how a trader traded it, it was right around low of day. You see a theme that happens day after day. We don't catch low of day all the time, but we catch low of day or around the low of day a lot. When we get into uh, inside the numbers, I'm going to explain why that is, or at least one of the things that contributes to looking for and finding low of day. doesn't work all the time, but it works a lot. By the way, tomorrow on the 21st is another tinfoil hat event. What does that mean? At least in the short term, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised to see the market turn and rally up a little bit after the decline over the last couple of trading days. This is the way the market works. It goes back and forth, ebb and flow, up and down. Remember, we talk about this all the time. Market's going to rally again, and it's going to make everybody believe we just found a low, we're going to have new highs, everything's fine, blah, blah, blah. That will happen the entire way down. You'll be down here, and they'll still be doing the same thing because you'll bounce back up to here. That's the way the market works. It's a tradable environment. You just have to have the awareness that that's what they're doing. The conversation is driven by direction and velocity of the market. So, for example, let's say Tuesday we walk in and the market's up and it's up a lot. Everything will be fine. Omnicron's not that big of a deal. And we didn't need the Build Back Better plan anyway. That's what the conversation will be tomorrow morning if they're having a rally. Here's a 240 chart, and we'll zero in on a couple of important spots. Are they going to run up and fill this gap at 460, give or take, whether it's tomorrow or some other point in the future? And the answer is, the likely scenario is, absolutely. When they're at 460, take stock, take note of the conversation. If it's tomorrow or Wednesday, everything will be fine again, at least intraday. They'll run back up to try and recapture the 100-period moving average on the 240 chart. That's just the way this works. Same thing here. This is the 120 chart. Looks pretty familiar. Looks very similar to the 240 chart. They'll want to recapture this 200-period moving average, and if they're strong enough, they'll get into this convergence of other moving averages up here. We'll see what happens in the morning hours. That's something that inside the number members will have a beat on in terms of direction, numbers, resistance, support, all that stuff. And by the way, most importantly, where is the trade? And you can see based on the hourly chart, this was the zone. There was actually another number that they came up a few pennies short today. Low of day happened to be 451.14. I had 451 on the board. Sometimes they come up short. Sometimes they spike it through. That was really the last line of defense. That was a buy area. But the whole thing down there in that zone was a buy area. We're looking at inside the numbers. I'm going to highlight a couple of important things as we scroll through the commentary. We're going to circle back to stocks on the move. Let's get the lay of the land and the early thoughts. We had a happy Monday on our hands. We're waking up red. They're killing the tape to start the week. We'll leave the reasons and excuses to those more qualified to make stuff up. 
Let's get the right southern numbers. There are two we need to be concerned with in the early going. 453.42 is a gap left open from a couple of weeks ago. There's another spot down around 451. We just talked about that. If visited sooner than later, they should have a reaction back up in the other direction. What if they turn around? And this is referencing the pre-market, meaning turn around, not go down, but go up by the opening bell and so on. The bulls would need to recapture the same area we just talked about, 460, for a repair operation to take place. This is what we signed up for. Expect big swings in both directions. Stocks on the move. Traders need to be aware during the morning rush hour, stocks can and will spike through their prices. And they won't all hit their numbers. We need to focus only on the ones that are approaching the spot. Just something you need to keep on a sticky note each and every day. Now we get closer to the opening bell. We're at 9.15. They're going to whip back and forth at the open. It's kind of like, just be ready for it. That's what's going to happen. 4.58 to 4.59.75 or so can be magnetic if there's a rip-your-face-off rally. If they kill them, the zone between 4.53.45 and 4.51 is where they'll likely bounce the market if reached on a straight shot. Now, keep in mind, that's a wide zone. However, when the market has an increase in volatility, we have to expect bigger swings than normal. And especially at the opening bell, when you have a flood of volume, you have to have a wide zone. You don't know exactly where they're going to stop. Sometimes I do, but I have to have a zone, especially in the early going. Once the market quiets down a little bit, we narrow down the zone, and you'll see that later. Let's scroll up a little bit, see what else we have. 920, for those interested. QQQ, 376, give or take, down to 370, is a zone where they should find support and bounce if reached without eating time off the clock. They came up about a buck and a half short on the Qs, but so be it. You put it up on the board, you never know, could have produced a really nice trade. Okay, 932, if reached sooner than later, I'll start a long position of about 30% of the normal or full position at around 453.50, give or take. I'm willing to add down to 451. What I'm saying here is I'm willing to buy two or three times because I know they're going to bounce from within that zone. That's the way the market works using the 80-20 rule the majority of the time. Expect swings in both directions. Now they bounce a little bit, and I'm saying they'll be back down to run some tests in the zone under 453.50. Now it's pretty simple. You don't know if they're going to bounce right away at the gap or come down to other numbers. So what you'll see later in the notes is I put up a 452 in there. We had the 451. You can see this was the zone. This was the one they bounced from. And by the way, just in case you're wondering, the 453.45, 453.50, give or take a couple of pennies on either side. What happened was, as they're jockeying for position, you can see they pop back up. It doesn't look like much on a five-minute chart, but the high in this candle was 454.52. There's your 10 S&P handles. If you bought lower, you got more. Just as suspected, they came back down a few minutes later. They're back. It's now showtime for the bulls to bounce the tape. Could take some time. They could test some of the lower stuff, but it's going to work. Make sure you book profits along the way. You know that routine. By 9.43, you had your first morning trade on the books. 10 S&P handles booked. Let's keep going. Some targets on the upside. You can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. Now, they're coming back down. So now, you have a secondary trade on your hands. They hit the first number, they bounced, 
They came into the zone, they bounced. Now they're coming back down. Now we have to lower the number. Now it's between 452 and 451 if reached sooner than later. That's the 950 post. That's another trade. We're back to the chart. You can adjust the visual. 452 is now the bottom line. That was the secondary trade down to 451. They almost got to 451. Low is 451.14. And the rest is history. You see what happened. We were buying down around the morning lows, not knowing if it was going to be the low of the day, but you'll see something else in the notes that comes up all the time. Read the notes, pause the video. I'm going to point out a couple of things, like for example, what are we looking for as the morning grows on? They've got some unfinished business down there, if they get above the high of day, those are the two sides. You need to read the stuff and go back to the charts to double check and understand what we're looking at. Now here's what we were just referring to, 1022 post. Now my focus turns to the morning low, where and when. We don't know, but here's what I'm looking for. A new low down around the zone between 452 and 451. If they don't do it, so be it. If they do, it should represent a buying opportunity. Watching for it. That's the 1022 post. Let's get our faculties. Here's 1035 making a low of 452. Now they came lower, but we know what we're watching out for before it happens. We want it in the zone. Doesn't mean I'm buying 452. I'm buying below 452. Did that work? You better believe it. So there's two bona fide S&P trades before 1030 in the morning. That's what you're signing up for. We don't know exactly what's going to happen walking into the day. However, if you have your numbers and you're prepared, you show up in uniform, ready to go, you're ahead of the power curve. I'm going to scroll up, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts. You saw what happened with the market. There's a lot of commentary here. I suggest you read it because you can learn stuff. It's not just the numbers. It's what's happening in the market. What happens if they do one thing, then we can open the door for something else. They don't do the other thing. Maybe they go back and test something else. It's concepts. You have to read the stuff and understand what I'm looking at. It's like the market is operating in steps. Go up one step. It opens a door for something else. Go down one step, it opens a door for something else. Here we've got 454 and a quarter as the prize for when they get going. That's where they really want to head to. It doesn't have to be the end of a rally, but that's a minimum required target. Top line, 454.25. They hit it over here in the afternoon, 220 in the afternoon. They sold off, came back to it, and popped over it by the end of the day. But that was an important spot. Know your numbers. And by the way, if you're trading in the S&P 500 without this information, I'm curious to know how you're doing. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the charts to double-check the work. There's a lot of stuff in here. I'm not going to feed you everything with a silver spoon. You have to do some work. We had a laundry list of stocks on the move today. The market was moving. It only makes sense that you're going to have a lot of stuff going on. So we only had two hit their price objectives. Why is that? Well, we don't really have a reason. Other than the fact that when volatility expands, I have to put numbers on the board that aren't necessarily close by. You don't know what's going to happen at the open. So two of them hit. That's okay. FSLR and Facebook. We'll take a look at those. A couple of others came close, but they didn't hit their numbers, so they're off the board. There were no trades. As an example, just by the way, JPM, 151.61 was my number, 
and it made a low today of 151.84. So it's pretty close, and look what happened later. That was low of day, and they had a nice rally. So that would have been a good trade. I'm just pointing out that even though it didn't trigger, the numbers work. First solar, some traders took the trade, some traders didn't. They did a little bit of a Macarena early in the day. Then they came into the number and they did the deal. The high here is 87.69. It's $1.64, more than the required minimum base hit. It's a good trade, especially with downward pressure on the market all morning long. Facebook, 323.67. Again, they came close, they bounced away, but you can see either way, this was an important spot. Know your numbers. Sometimes they don't give you the trade in the exact manner you want, but the takeaway is this was the zone of support. That was the number. I would say all in all, regardless of which trades you took or didn't take, inside the numbers today was once again a success story. What's going on over in Camp IWM? So they made another new low today, bounced off that 210 area. That 210 is the rubber band spot. It's the teetering spot. Let's go to the weekly chart and help understand that one more time. We've been discussing Irene. The low here is 209.05. What was today's low? 208.76. So they spiked Irene and they bounced back up. Once they give up Irene on a weekly close, not daily close, weekly close, that's all she wrote. They're going to fight it. That's just the way the market works. Just to put this in perspective, here's the monthly chart. Where were we last month when we were breaking out in the IWM, or they were breaking out? The high was 244.46. We're now at 212. That's a big move. If the market bounces for a while, a day, two, three, whatever it is, the IWM will certainly get a bounce just the same. They'll want to try and get back to the moving averages. Even though where they are, they'll still try and get back to two and a quarter. Can't tell you exactly when, but they're going to try for two and a quarter. Think about this. Let's say tomorrow, just for a hypothetical, let's say they have an update tomorrow and they start getting above 215, 216. We're going to be talking about 220. That'll become a target. And if they get above 220, guess what? 225 is the target. What about the folks down at the transportation department? This is interesting. So we talked about this breakup candle low last week. They were holding it. And I said, if they give it up, then we have another one right behind it. What happened today? They ran a test of the other one. The low here was 15,472. And here they made a low today below that 15,423 and bounced back. Funny how that works. How about the folks out in Silicon Valley, the Q people? We had that zone of 376 down to about 374. They didn't get there today. They may get there in the future. They will get there in the future, but we don't know that it's the same trade depending on when they get there. Tomorrow, it's likely support. If not, probably not. If they rally, they're going to want to get to 387. How do I know that? Because I know that. Here's the weekly chart. They're teetering on the 20-period moving average. Now, it's not really that important anymore. They've hovered over it a bunch of times or for three weeks now. So it's not the same as it would have been before. However, they're likely to fight it for a while. If you get a bounce in the market, the Qs will bounce. 387 is the number, at least. Remember, there's plenty of bulls 